and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life? Like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. I just interviewed the beautiful Baljeet Riot. She is a soul, intuitive soul purpose mentor. And in this podcast, you are going to hear about her awakening story. Huge experience at the age of 25 where anxiety and depression hit and she decided to leave a traditional career. And now she is an intuitive soul purpose mentor who specializes in the Akashic Records and mediumship. And she talks about how we create our own destiny. So if you are interested in creating your own destiny, then listen to the end of this podcast because you're going to get some great tips about how you can shift your limiting beliefs and patterns and take empowered action. So without further ado, let's dive in. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today, all the way from Vancouver, I have Baljeet Riot. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I have to say I'm very excited about this conversation. I know our listeners are already going to get so much value out of your journey. So Baljeet is the founder of Lotus Destiny. She is an intuitive soul purpose mentor, which I think is just beautiful. And we're going to go deeper on that. And she specializes in Akashic Records and mediumship. And she has got the most amazing, incredible transformation story. So welcome to Kitty Talks. We're very excited to have you with us on the show today. Hi, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited too. So, yeah. Would you mind kind of just um, sharing with my audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do in the world at the moment? Yes, um, I am an intuitive soul purpose mentor. I help people find out what their purpose is, what their gifts and talents are. And it's the unseen talent. Sometimes people think they're supposed to be a life coach for the rest of their life, but Meanwhile, their gift is to start a jewelry line or, um, and there's a message behind that actual gift. And so that gift is a way of sharing and spreading the message. And so once someone aligns to their purpose, they're then able to express their innate gift that they were really meant to be sharing in this world. So that's my main 
my main thing that I do in supporting other people. Wow. And so you do that kind of one-to-one workshops? Yeah, I do it one-to-one. I also do it in group work as well. Um, It all depends. A lot of people like the one-to-one and a lot of people like the group stuff because uh, it's sort of like a mastermind. People get to support each other and witness each other's transformation. And through witnessing other people's transformation, they transform as well. And for those that really want the one-on-one like deep dive, they'll, they'll go full on one-on-one. And it's usually from a three-month to a six-month or a nine-month program. So, yeah. Wow. And what we yeah. love to do here at Kitty Talks is um, I, I always find it so fascinating, Budgie, about how, how do you become an intuitive soul purpose mentor? Because I just think it's an incredible thing. Like, how cool is that? Like, that's what you get to do on a day day-to-day basis but talk to me about the transition because I, I presume you'd like well how did it come about how did the universe put you in that position I know right it's such an interesting well it, I got the uh, I call it uh, the universe slap in the face you know <laughs> ignore you know what you're meant to be doing the universe just you know gets a four by four and you know you end up having to listen and my my four by four was uh, getting uh, anxiety and depression. I was suffering from that. And before that even happened, I used to have a lot of interesting experiences when I was little. Um, I remember talking to my guides. I remember um, having some really interesting experiences, but it was just very private. It's not something that I could just share with public or just, I just didn't feel like people would understand, you know, talking to spirit. And so I just kept everything repressed and, and separate uh, so much that I just wanted to belong to society. I wanted to belong to, mm. you know, being in school and um, I wanted to fit in and I turned into a big people pleaser and I also followed what my parents wanted me to do. So I went into architecture. I studied architecture, which was a gift um, in the end because I ended up channeling something really special through that. Um, but through architecture, the hours were very, very long and I was living a very stressful life. But on the outside, I looked very happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everyone thought that I had everything going very on. Clear. Uh, deep down inside, I was really uh, going through a lot and being from an East Indian cultural background at the age of 20 to 23. Um, my parents at that time, they changed a lot. We healed a lot together. Um, they were like, okay, it's time to get married. So I had the pressure of having uh. to get married and being in a full-time job and not knowing who I am, my identity and what my purpose, you know, really is, really was. And what started to happen is I would be introduced to these different guys, you know, and I had, something just didn't sit right with me. I just knew intuitively something was off, but I would get more depressed, like more contracted mm. and just like, you know, I started to escape. I started to go to raves. I was drinking lots. I just had two separate lives. And then I would go to work. And um, it got to the point by the time I was 25 of 
I was diagnosed with a chronic, a chronic panic disorder is what they call it and depression. And I didn't realize how depressed I was. Uh, so in a way the the panic attacks were a gift because if I didn't experience that, I wouldn't have realized how depressed I was. I didn't mm. know that I was that depressed. I thought it was normal to just cry, you know, mm. like have that deep sense of sadness and just on a random occasion. Um, and so I started to track my symptoms and I was like, okay, I can't handle these panic attacks. And the panic attacks were pretty intense to the point where I was borderline suicidal. So I, I knew something needed to change. And it was when I still remember I was living in Toronto at the time. And I, I remember I was sitting out on uh, a balcony in my apartment. And I remember having my first like conscious conversation with the universe. And I just said, okay, God, you know, I give up. You tell me I either stay or I leave. I'm, I'm open, but you tell me what I need to do because I'm done with these panic attacks. And literally the next day I woke up and I just heard, it was like the first time I actually heard something, but I heard, um, energy, energy medicine. And I was like, oh, so I, I looked it up online and I found a homeopathic doctor and I told her my story and she knew exactly what I was going through because she, she knew herself. She went through the exact same thing and she helped me. And within four months, I came out of this dark tunnel uh, just through taking homeopathic remedies. But it was my first experience to understand what energy really is and how our, when our energy is so stagnant, how we can get so um, misdirected or misaligned from our purpose. And that was the biggest wake up call. And then through that, I went to a numerology class and I found my, uh, my mentor, Jennifer Longmore, who's still a dear friend and a mentor today. And she, at the time, uh, taught me Reiki, became a Reiki master and then did some other energy healing modalities, but then she did a reading an Akashic record reading. And I thought, what is this? Cause this is different from a, a psychic reading. I, I was it, this Akashic record reading. Um, Akashic records is the record of your soul. It records every word, thought, action, event, and you learn how to become an empowered participant. So when I had a session done, it was like all my illusions, the, the veils, of illusion just sort of slipped away and I just had to really step into this place of truth. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I now know what my path is. It was like, I could just start, I could see everything. So I moved within like half a year, moved from Toronto to Vancouver, worked at another firm, knowing that I was going to eventually leave that firm, that architect firm to start my uh, full-time business doing what I'm doing now, which wow. is teaching the Akashic Records, doing yeah. sessions in the Akashic Records and um, mentorship on an intuitive level. So it was through the training of the Akashic Records that uh, the intuition just strengthened. It's like riding a bike. And so. go, kind of looking back on that period of time now, because hindsight is a wonderful thing. I have, mm-hmm. I have to say, Bajit, I've interviewed 90 
two or three people now. And a lot of them say a similar story in the sense that they, they surrender. They almost kind of say, I'm stuck. Like, you know, like you explained the conversation that we have with our maker almost. And a lot of them report similar experiences to yourself. They either get intuitive hits or, and I suppose my question to you is in hindsight now, do you you kind of understand what happened there? Because it sounded like you just kind of surrendered to God and said, help me. And the following day you were kind of shown a different path almost. Mm -hmm. I really feel that my soul reached a tipping point. Yeah. And it's, it was almost like a portal where I had a choice if I wanted to check out or stay on the planet. Right. And we all have that. We all have that Mm. uh, portal and it's a free will. And it was when, because I just reached that tipping point. We all have that tipping point. I'm not saying if you choose to leave the planet or not, but it's like you just got frustrated, mm. you know, whether it's with your finances or your your business, your relationship, and you you repeated something so much that you got to this tipping point and you're just like, you know what? And you just like <laughs> and as soon as you let go, hold it that's when the truth just starts to like drop in and then you get a different perspective. That's mm. how I view it. Mm. Yeah, it's powerful. And I've heard a lot of, I had a similar kind of experience myself where you kind of just, you, you, you just, I didn't know what to do or where to go. And, you know, kind of higher power, I think comes in and like you said, helps us through that tipping point experience. So how did it, because obviously I said, again, I would imagine coming from an Asian background as well, like, you know, to, to leave the traditional career, you were going to be an or you were an architect and it's a lot of training, a lot of money goes into being an architect and it's a well-respected. Um, how did that, like, it sounds like you've done a lot of healing with your family along this journey as well. Oh yeah. That was a uh, pretty big, um, my mom and I, we never used to get along at all. We had a very, um, I, I feel it was also culturally women, Indian women back then were considered like lower than Indian men so it's just how a lot of women were treated in the culture as well and something shifted when I decided to make a choice to move to Vancouver and take Mm. a leap of faith of doing what I need to pursue and it when that happened my mom actually called me and apologized for everything like everything and it changed our our relationship like our relationship did a full 180 because she saw what she really wanted to see in herself and what I've noticed oh wow what so you you said something that she never had the courage to say wow amazing yeah oh I got goosebumps all over my body yeah (laughs) And it, it healed her too. Like uh, yeah. it was her first time that she said, I love you. Cause my mom never said, I love you. Mm-hmm. And since that time, each week, every week when we, we talk every week and she says, I love you. And we never had that kind of relationship. Um, and my dad, my dad had a really hard time because his dreams of mm. me getting married to an Indian family, me having the typical job, mm. his fantasy, right? And what he came to Canada for. 
right? Yeah, of course. He, yeah, took his whole family there from Birmingham to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, it shifted. And he learned a lot of like, oh, you know, you can't really project your will onto your child. Mm. You know, you have to provide the sacred container and allow, allowing them to grow. So, I mean, it took some time, but I just stood very tenaciously in my power. I really learned a lot about the more that I'm in my truth, the more uh, programming between culture, society, religion, and all that stuff just starts to disintegrate. Mm. And um, people just come to that place of truth, you know? And that's yeah. kind of one of the things we really want to demonstrate with these interviews, mm-hmm. actually, is that, you yeah. know, we have that inner, inner knowing, but it's yeah. having the confidence to speak, speak it and, you know, actually to speak our truths. And of course, yeah. there's so much societal conditioning, you know, whether it be women, ra- racial, you know, I've got decades of like mental health issues because we've not spoken about we've not women haven't spoken her truth in my family you know so I think this is part of my clearing is doing the podcast is speaking you know my truth yeah yeah but I I'd love to go deeper because one of the things I really resonated with on your website is where you basically you put about everyone has a mission to evolve as in we're souls I believe exactly the same thing that we came to earth to evolve and grow and I know part of your work is going deeper with people to help them do that so you just explain in your own journey like that's exactly what's happened like you've evolved and grown and as such healed a lot of your family and now you're doing that with others Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah every you know this is the honestly like I love what I do because every person is so different on their journey And it's such a a humbling, sacred process to witness um, a person who doesn't realize what their gifts are. They know what what their gifts are, but they're afraid to be visible. And um, it all varies. Like I get people that, you know, may have a little bit of addiction, whether it's um, as far as like a porn addiction or they're addicted to food or um, they're addicted to being distracted. Numbing <laughs> you know? themselves out. You know, yeah. Or social media. And by peeling those layers, we're like, well, what are you really hiding from? Like, what is this thing that you're really hiding from? And in the end, um, when I think about purpose, it's, it's about coming back to the truth. And, um, you know, what you've talked about, we've you know, we've been so programmed by society and and different upbringings and certain systems that may have worked back then, but they no longer work in this moment. And, um, how I kind of view people, it's like, I see patterns in people Mm. and I could see their dynamic, um, on an intuitive level. I could see how the dynamic shows up in their business and how it shows up in relationship. So almost like their programming, how it's impacting, what's happening in their world yeah so for example um a a great uh example is let's just say someone's really ungrounded and they uh don't know why they can't get clients they don't know why people can't see them and then we go even deeper you know into the akashic records and usually it's like they've gone through some sort of 
abuse, whether it's spiritual, mental, emotional, or even physical, um, something traumatic. And traumatic doesn't have to be so big. It could be as little as like their their mom just slapping them on the wrist. And, and in their mind, they said, oh, it's not safe to be in my body. And so that pattern just starts to continue. And then they develop certain safety mechanisms to avoid you know, being in the body and they'll bump into a lot of things or forget they had a meeting or, you know, <laughs> and so we work into getting them back into their body and then they realize, oh, I'm it's actually safe and I can actually be in my truth. So that's just one example, but every, everybody's so different. Um, and it's whatever pattern that they were raised with and it's like a system that just doesn't work anymore and they need to reprogram something that does work that's in alignment Mm. and from the way I understand Akashic Records is that it's your soul almost a log of your soul so it could be this life it could be past lives anything that kind of has happened is logged that is impacting this potential life now so you work on past and current almost yeah yeah and give me an example of what happens when you clear this stuff? Because that must be incredible for you to see what people achieve after you've worked with them. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, this is what's really interesting about free will is, you know, you could take major quantum leaps, like just major quantum leaps. And, the, and what I mean that everybody's different is everybody's different in their readiness of when they're ready to shift. Mm. And this is another thing that I uh, teach people is when you get a session and stuff like that, um, some people really defer their power to even healers, expecting them to be healed by the healers, then the client realizing that they're responsible for their shifts. And um, it's just really important that, um, you know, for my clients and whoever comes to me that they know that they are fully responsible for their shift. So I'm just being a crystal clear conduit. However, it's really up to that person if they're really ready to shift, you know, um, and they may hear and integrate the pieces that they need to hear. And it's okay if they've only integrated 80% or 50%, it's their willingness. Um, but we have to really look at things as there's no right or wrong with how much someone is shifting. Uh, Cause sometimes people need to only shift 50% because they have more lessons to learn for their soul in order to really make it to that 80 or 90% or a hundred percent. So it's such a, uh, I want to say tricky question because it, it really comes back to the client of, their willingness of how quick they want to shift. For me personally, I like efficiency. So for me and my makeup, <laughs> <that was quick. laughs> you know, let's do it now. Like, you know, and then there's some people that ride the same wavelength with me. They're like, yes, Belgi, I'm, I'm a quick learner. I'm efficient. I'm all about efficiency. I don't like to experience many crises after I shifted energy. So I'm going to stick with that. Some people can get caught up in, you know, diving into the processing all the time Mm. and that's more of a distraction so the shift can happen instantaneously in the records it really depends on the client themselves on their willingness 
mm. how they choose to shift. Mm. Yeah. But by the sounds of things, the key concept is that we create our destiny. Yeah. And you're effectively helping them shift the kind of limiting patterns and beliefs that they've got. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I think that's a lot of our listeners are on that path. So they're, they understand that they're here for a purpose. They understand that they have a gift that they can bring to the world. And I think the one thing I'd love to, for you to give them a bit more information on, on is this we create our own destinies because I'm with you I think once we have our universe wake up call then it's like come on now there's work to be done because now you're conscious you know you have no excuse we've all got stuff we've all got shit excuse my French you know that we've come in with from past lives or family patterning genetic patterning country patterning so now for me it's like we're actually on a continuous journey of evolving and that we have to take that responsibility and that empowered action so because to create the destiny that is awaiting for us really yeah yeah it's definitely an inspired action. <clears throat> so we work through a lot of the visibility, visibility pieces because it's um, there's only so much healing that you can do <laughs> when working in the records. And automatically, you shift a lot of the subconscious programming in the Akashic Records. So it, it you clear your energy field. So automatically, you're like, oh, you just wake up and then you're like, you just know you need to act on something. There's not this resistance anymore. Nice. Yeah. So we move through a lot of resistance and it's, it's more of letting go of the security blanket mm-hmm. <laughs> of staying in that comfort zone, which is the resistance that keeps the person from really taking action. And once we actually look at what that resistance is, which the client has resistance to looking at the resistance, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I'm grateful I had a, a lot of training to uh, know how to deal with people's resistance because that's the whole point is to um, move through the resistance and that resistance, once people find out what that is, they're like, oh, this whole time I've had this guard up or I kept doing this. Now I could see why I kept doing this because I thought it meant this. And now I can just surrender and be in this place of truth and then automatically they take action because they're no longer spending all that time and energy in resistance Mm. yes i think as human beings we all have resistance to uh, (laughs) to a lot of things Um, and then talk to me a little bit more. We touched on it actually before we came on air. You were talking about how a lot of people come to you. Um, obviously, a purpose is there is the thing on their mind. They're looking to uncover yeah. and evolve or, or evolve and find their purpose. But you said um, around soul purpose and sexual energy, and you do work. That sounds fascinating. So I'd love to know. know yeah. A bit more. Um, so what started to happen as I was uh, just doing readings. Um, a lot of my clients, like as I was working the records, I've noticed the pattern had to do a lot with sexual blocks and um, either, and it was like, they really wanted to know what their purpose is and they don't know why they weren't attracting clients or something was off. And every time I tune in, I, I noticed that there was this lack of embodiment. And, um, you know, I talk about grounding. Grounding is a way of being sexually empowered um, because you're allowing yourself to be visible and you're owning that piece, that, that part of yourself. 
And when we avoid our sexual energy or misuse our sexual energy, um, we lose energy. We actually uh, leak energy. We have unhealthy boundaries. And so not only does it affect relationships, it also affects business relationships. It, it affects friendships as well. And you know everything just starts to collapse. So in healing your sexual energy, like I'm talking about releasing shame, releasing guilt, some of this stuff goes so deep that you know, you might not even see, you may not even recognize certain, certain things that existed uh, down in the womb, in the, in the sexual energy, in the, in the sacral chakra, and in the root. The root chakra, um, which is like in the coccyx area, is all about security and well-being, which is also your finances. Mm. And your sexual you know, your sacral chakra is all about creativity, but also this truth, you know, it's, it's about your expression. And if, if those are blocked, then you're disconnected from your heart center. You're then stuck in fear. Um, so then you're, you're in insecurity mode. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're just like hamster on the re- wheel, you like survival. Um, and once you heal those pieces, it's like you just relax into your sacral and your root. And you're like, oh, it's it's safe here and it's okay to be seen. And then it also connects to your solar plexus, which is your power center. And that's your power. So again, it's releasing manipulation, releasing control. There's all these little fine uh, dynamics that happen with sexual energy that people don't realize how it affects business. And what I love now, you know, um, there's a lot of truth and exposure that's happening mm, uh, with, with two movement and other things, because those are the shadow pieces. Yeah. People need to look at the shadow pieces. And when you face the shadow pieces, men or women, you really heal, you really come to this place of truth. Mm. So. so is that kind of for our listeners it's important for them people listening to this that like it's to look at your shadows because it's going to be something that is going to help you oh yeah I mean a part of doing call it light work is to look at your shadow it's it's you know the shadow is what creates the resistance right and if you're not looking at the shadows and you're like yay love and light all the time (laughs) it's not really embodied, you know, you're not really in this place of truth and being, you know, having to look at your shadow pieces is the most profound thing ever. It's the most deepest profound healing that you'll receive. And it's so, it's not scary. You know, it's, it's, it's once you face it, you're just like in awe and it's, you have, deep love and respect for it and that's how you can really bring things into the light that's how you're really able to express who you really are um and that's the thing about lotus destiny hence the the uh, my, the name of the lotus the, the lotus lotus flower you know it's in the shadows and eventually it rises from the muck to the light and then it just is floating you know in the water so uh, we we are like a lotus, and in mm. order to create our destiny, we have to do our mm. shadow work. You know, it's 
um, you can avoid it, but it's like, again, you'll get the, the four by four <laughs> if you keep avoiding it. So, yeah. But that's, I love that. It's beautiful beautiful name yeah and so for our listeners people listening you know it's really imperative that you take that responsibility and that you do this work you do the shadow work because that's the 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 key to unlocking your destiny and taking that empowered action Mm -hmm. um but Balji thank you for joining us so tell could you tell the audience how they can connect with you where they can find you or your sort of social media handles yeah and thank you for having me Katie it's such an honor um People can find me uh, through Facebook or Instagram at Lotus Destiny. Uh, Very simple, Lotus Destiny. And you can also visit my website, lotusdestiny.com. You can see my offerings. There's also a freebie where you can download an audio-visual journey called Galactic Journeys. And I do a 60-minute meditation. uh, And I also channel sacred geometry. So that's a whole other piece that came through. Um, the architectural uh, background that I had, which will be explained. Yeah. Oh yeah. You mentioned that, of course. (laughs) So you think that's kind of the, I love um, sacred geometry. Do you think that's the piece? Cause I totally, and uh, you know, I totally, the the concept of Dharma is all about how you're, you know, everything's not random. The stuff that you're doing when you're younger is set up, you know, you just have to become conscious of it. So is that the architecture piece now comes through the sacred geometry? Yeah, that's the gift that came through, you know, like, as I learned the Akashic Records, I, I was still working part like full time at an architect firm. And um, how it came through is I was one day working on a site plan, like an aerial view of a site. And I've always been fascinated with crop circles. And um, it was really interesting. I just started to channel these images, but I could feel the energy and it felt like home. And I remember I sent the images to my place and I printed it out and it felt like a homecoming, but I didn't really understand what they were. So um, I did a future progression instead mm-hmm. of a past life progression on my future self in the Akashic Records. And I was told that they're, they're called star activations. And um, when I do one for a person, it's like a soul blueprint. So instead of a blueprint of an architectural blueprint or like of a, a building, hmm. it's a blueprint of a person of their soul. So I actually get information about the person and it's like, I do a reading through that as well. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And so you can see how they all interlinks. Yeah. It all interlinks. And then um, I've done experiential journeys with them at the planetarium three times, like in the Stardome, and done like a whole journey with ambient electronic music, and um, so that people get to experience it on a whole other level. So yeah. And what's a final piece of advice for our listeners? Like, you know, we've just described life has a plan for us, doesn't it? It's yeah. whether we choose to listen. But what would your advice be for our listeners? Like, how can they tune in? Honestly, trust your, I like to say, honestly, it's trust your gut, like really trust your intuition and um, honor your boundaries. And there's a difference between boundaries and barriers. Barriers are more like walls. Boundaries, if you can imagine, are like a crystalline bubble. And if something, you know, if someone asks you to do something for them and you're feeling obligated to say yes, then you're not in your truth. If you're, you know, just say no, it's okay. And you'll notice like a weight that's being lifted, but you, you create space 
and you really honor your, your truth. And, Mm. um, and it's coming from not like a righteousness place. It's coming from a place of like surrender and like, no, this is what my truth is. And I'm just going to honor that. So just really honor and listen to your truth. Listen to your gut. Mm, yeah no fantastic advice really really good advice Bajit thank you so much I really enjoyed our conversation and I know our listeners will have got real value from hearing your incredible life journey and life story thank you my greatest pleasure and thank you again for having me here (laughs) we will see you next week with another amazing guest on Kitty Talks bye-bye Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Baji is a lovely, lovely soul doing incredible, incredible work. She's just another example of somebody who basically has followed their intuition, listened to their gut, listened to their soul, and now has created the most amazing life for herself. So if you want to do that, we are relaunching my Do Your Dharma course at the end of August. We are going to help you shift any limiting beliefs that are holding you back. We're going to help you get clear on your gifts and talents. And by the end of the course, you're going to have a reinvigorated life view and a new way of carrying through your life. So without further ado, join us, PM me or go to kittytalks.com and send me a message. We will be taking applications in the next month. This podcast was sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. Create a life so good that you pinch yourself. This eight-week online course demystifies Dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma.